Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Like a plastic bag, <laughs> dancing through the air, wanting to start again. Well, Mita, that's well done. That is very good. Baby, did that come in? Were you like, this is what I'm going to do? Or did you have to think about it? I When I knew we were doing this movie, yeah. I knew that that's what I wanted that to do. Excellent. Two iconic things <laughs> in pop culture about plastic bags. bags. I think... One is inspired by one, though. Do you feel like... I think she wrote... Like, okay, I don't think she wrote Firework. I don't think she wrote Whoever Firework. wrote yeah, Firework... Was inspired by American Was probably Beauty. like, oh yeah, I remember that plastic bag scene from American Beauty. Do you ever, do you feel, ever feel like a plastic, plastic bag, bag drifting through Beauty. the air, wanting to start again? Uh, but I guess, like, in American Beauty, it's about the beauty of the plastic bag. But it's like... It's the beaut like the plastic bag is there. What's so beautiful about it? It's just drifting through the air, uh, wanting no, I, to start I, I, again. I definitely think you're right. Like, there's no way that yeah. someone was just like, I'm just creative thought. Know, it's not a chicken and egg situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> definitely, yes, one led to the other. Yeah, because baby, you're a firework. Yeah. Well done, Mita. <laughs> Thank F- you. Full points. Yay. How's it going? I'm here. Yes, you are. Bonjour. We are into October. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Baby. And happy birthday, Millie Sumpah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, episode, birthday. this episode airs on your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We're in different countries right now. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing, but it's without <laughs> me, so it probably sucks. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. We are in Oscar season. It's yeah. like officially here. Yeah. I would like to use this small talk to discuss what we are looking forward to most watching. Okay. I think we have talked about it. Yes. By and large, like over the last few weeks before kind of a tiff and what, you know, trailers and things. But now let's, let's start to like really. Really get get in there. Get get in there. Get to the nitty gritty. Yes. So you told me to rank. I did tell you to rank. I want you to guess. Okay. The rank or just the films? Both. No, just the films. Because the even I can... don't even know the rank because okay. I didn't rank it. Okay. So I have six options. <laughs> you have, let me just double check my count here. And did trois, it was supposed cinq, to, six. And it was supposed to be five. I picked six. So I picked six to do a yeah. matchy match. Okay. Okay. You have Saltburn. Yes. You have The Killer. Yes. You have Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. You have Poor Things. Yes. The other two I'm not sure about. Yeah. yeah. One I think you'll get and one I think you forgot. <laughs> I think you have the holdovers. No. No? Okay. Maestro? Yes. Okay. And I don't know. Actually. This is so funny because this would be my number one. This was my number one thing that I am like excited to watch. But I said Saltburn. <laughs> no, it's not. Would you like to know? Yeah. Priscilla. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm very excited for Priscilla. Okay. I'm very excited for Sofia Coppola. So now rank them. Okay. So Priscilla. Six to one. Six to one. Okay. okay. I guess at the bottom is Maestro. Okay. I am interested to see what Bradley does. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this nose. Yeah. Like that seems to be <laughs> yeah. the talk of so the town. big nose. Yeah. It's really the big. Is it necessary? Yeah. Like I want to know. I'm excited for him. Um, I'm excited to see Carrie. Carrie. We love Carrie. Lots of Carrie going yeah. on these days. Uh, so that's six. Five would probably be the killer. Okay. I'm still skeptical. You've heard good things, right? You've, I've heard good things. Yeah. Awards Daily. Show, I'm still so. just a little, like, I'm just whelmed right now. I'm not yeah. like, I don't want to, like, upset myself. So yeah. I'm trying to, like, tell myself in my psyche. Set expectations. Like, just set expectations. Yeah. David does a good job typically. So, but David's I'm not going to be like, this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever yes. seen. Um. So then four for me is probably Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Okay. Um. The trailers keep getting better, better. for it. Yeah. They, really well yeah. cut trailers. But that also concerns me a bit <laughs> because I don't love when a trailer is, like, Really exceptionally good. Yeah. good because then it typically means like the movie is going to be a disappointment mm-hmm. but let's we'll see we'll yeah. see so that was wait six five that was four so then three 
Three for me is Poor Things. Okay. Still have not watched trailer. Okay. Haven't looked up anything. Okay. Just seen images of Emma. Okay. It looks wild. It looks crazy. It's your ghost. It's your ghost. All mm. things that I enjoy. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Two for me is Saltburn. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to watch, you know, modern day Mr. Ripley. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lots of people I love. Yeah. Aristocracy. Yeah, yeah. Emerald, yeah. Carrie, Margot Robbie, yeah. what could go wrong? Yeah. And then one Rosemond. is... Rosemond. Hmm? Rosemond. Rosemond! Love her. Yeah. And then one is Priscilla. Priscilla. And Queen Priscilla is largely... I, I'm i hearing people are saying this is really great by Sofia Coppola, and it's probably her best since Lost in Translation. Oh, wow. That's high praise. Yeah. So I'm excited to see, because I know... Mm-hmm. What's the one with Rashida Jones? On the Rocks. Yeah, was like with mixed. And I think On the Rocks could work so much better if it was casted differently. Like, I don't think Rashida Rashida is is a Sofia girl. No. She's not a strong actress. No. And I think that that movie could be much better. Yeah. But I I love Sofia. Even her bad ones I love. Yeah. I don't... I want to rewatch somewhere. Okay. I feel like I might think differently of it now. Might have a different opinion of Mm -hmm. it. Okay, number six. Yes. I have Saltburn. Whoa. Yeah. It was the one I added last because reviews are not great. Okay. But I like some salacious camp. Yeah. So sexy people doing sexy things. It's always sexy. It's always sexy and fun. And Emerald is a talent to watch for. So Mm -hmm. she has my attention. Yeah. So we have that at number six. At number five, I have The Killer. Okay. Just The Killer. The Killer. Uh, Great reviews. Davey. David. Always has my attention. And G-Boy. He is one of those directors that I will watch anything he does. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Like, the trailer could have been... Even when he produces. Less what he produces. Because production has a little bit more... Like, if he makes it, though, I'll watch it. Mm -hmm. I'm there. Without prejudice. Mm -hmm. And we'll see. And trailer looks interesting. I like Michael. So we'll... And it's getting good reviews. There you go. Number four, I also have Killers of the Flower Moon. Whoa. Great trailers. Yeah. Really good trailers. Mm -hmm. Has... The content to be a great film. Yeah. That's, I think, the thing. Is it doesn't feel like The Irishman where it's just like, this is just another mob movie. This is like, no, this is... He's saying something He's saying something. This could be really interesting. Mm -hmm. The fact that he is telling a story from a... With a lead woman and that she's supposed to be very good is very exciting because women aren't his strongest suit usually. No. Uh, That it's about Native American people and it's about the murder of Native American people. There's a lot of really interesting things here. So... Very excited about that. Yeah. Number three is Poor Things Mm -hmm. because it's getting great reviews. Yeah. Big fan of Yorgos. Big fan of Emma. Big fan of Emma. Great cast. Rami Youssef. Like there's a really, there's a really interesting cast. It looks, it looks interesting. And again, it's getting really great. Big raves. Number two is Anatomy of a Fall, which I missed at TIFF. Yeah. Won the Palm Door. I said I wasn't going to watch any trailers or anything. I watched it yesterday. And which should tell you something about my self-restraint. <laughs> Very good trailer. Very excited for it. And number one Wait, is... I want to guess. Oh. Zone of Interest. Zone of Interest yeah. <laughs> Zone of Interest was my number one at TIFF. It still is my number one. Very much looking forward to it. Will not release here until the end of December is my guess. Maybe even January. Single tier. We'll yeah. go see it. We'll go see it. Still looking forward to it. I don't think Zone of Interest will be an Oscar player. I think it's too, from what I know, too esoteric and too too much mm-hmm. of a film to make it to that cut. But yeah. the word on the street is pretty solid. I do think Anatomy of a Fall will be nominated. Mm-hmm. It looks really interesting. You and my father yeah. are the only two people in the world I know that use the word esoteric. Your dad uses esoteric? Yeah. Very it's nice. like his favorite word. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> and you're both Aries, so I think that's something. Maybe that's a yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it does tell you, it's, it looks like an interesting year. Yeah. And it seems like it's a bit of a, I think last year was better than the year before. Mm-hmm. Like there's pre-COVID, before Christ, after Christ, prefer before COVID, after COVID. I think last year was better than the year before. And this feels like it's better than last year. Like last year really felt like a full Oscar year, right? Like there's, we had, what did we have? We had Everything Everywhere All at Once, once. Tar. Banshees of Inisherin. We had West Side Story. Yeah. We what else? Did West Side Story was the year before. Was it? Mm-hmm. He had Fablemans. Oh, he had the yeah. Fablemans. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. What else was last year? 
Uh, it feels like so long. Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness. Um... RRR or oh our, my god our hopes for RRR our, our hopes for RRR there was also there was Avatar All Quiet on the Rest oh, of the Prince yeah. Elvis and then Top Gun Women Talking so it was an interesting year it's hard to look at a list and be like this doesn't I look at it now and it's just like oh this isn't exciting because I've seen them all they've all you know sat for a while but yeah, this doesn't seem like an exciting list. And this year it seems more exciting. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but we still haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything on this list, right? From the players, yeah. What well, I except w- for like, for the people that are hoping for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Like, that's really the only things that we've had a pulse on. Yeah, and I think yeah. both of those are getting in. Are getting it in. I think they're going to get in. I think it's going to be a 10-year. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a 10-year. It's going to be a big full year. And I'm pretty sure those those two will... Make the cut. They're just too big to ignore. Anybody you think that's like outside of zone of interest that won't make the cut, that'll get of, of things that we've talked about. Yeah, Saltburn won't. Probably not. Probably not. Well, Promising Young Woman didn't get Best Picture, did it? Oh, it, it did. did. It was but a that COVID was a weird year. year. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Saltburn is just, it's not getting the reviews, yeah. and I think it would have to have been exceptional to to do it. Killers of the Flower Moon is guaranteed. I th- I'm actually hearing that the killer won't. It's so hard when it's, like, movies that are now, you know, are going to be released on, like, Netflix yeah. or on streamers. Yeah. Like, those ones are hard to judge. Like, I don't think people thought Power of the Dog would get as far as, well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't, yeah. I think of what we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think Oppenheimer, Barbie. I think Killers of the Flower Moon are, like, guaranteed yeah. this is happening. I think Poor Things is a pretty solid bet. I think Anatomy of a Fall is a pretty solid bet. And I think after the, those are like five, and then the other five, it can kind of go anywhere. Anatomy of the Fall is like a courtroom drama, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a murder mystery courtroom drama. It's like the staircase. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. It's about a woman uh, who's on trial for her husband's murder, and the only witness is their blind son. Oh shit. Which sounds really cheesy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's supposed to be very good. I want to watch it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> That's actually releasing in October. Oh, okay. So we'll see that a little bit sooner. So yeah, I think those five are... I, I would I would bet money on those five, to be quite honest. And then we'll kind of go from there. I've heard good things about Maestro, but I've heard Carrie is the best part about it. I mean, she's kind of the best part of what, all a the things, of things she does. Yeah. Oh, and the thing that... <laughs> Mitha and I were actually trying to decide what to do for Small Talk. And we went towards Daily to kind of figure out this portion of it. And we said, you know what we haven't talked about and still haven't talked about? <laughs> the Color Purple. The Color Purple. Yeah. Yeah. The new musical adaption. I have not seen the original. I haven't either. Okay, we should watch that. We should. And then we should watch the musical, The Color, the Color Purple, which <laughs> I'm interested to watch it. Yeah. The musical part is throwing me off a yeah. bit. But I mean, in all fairness, neither of us know what the original is actually like. That's true. Yeah. Yes. We know Oprah's in it. Yeah. We know Whoopi's in it. Yeah. That's and Stephen directed it. Stephen directed it. Yes. A movie about black people. Directed by white men. But he did not direct this musical. No, he didn't. He is a producer. Yeah. As well as Oprah. Opie. Opie. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I trust what Oprah tells me. I still, still? do. Still? Still do. Oh, yeah. I really, you know... She's had an impression on me when you, when you literally every day after school. Yeah, that's fair. Come actually. home and you see this person on TV you telling you all these crazy wild things. Yeah. You believe them. Yeah. And I, I don't want to give that up. That's I think funny. if I ever gave up on Oprah, I'd give up on life. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Mipa. No, you know what I mean. If I yeah. ever was just like, I'm done with Oprah, I feel like I'm done with a lot of things yeah. then because that was so much of my childhood. Yeah. Was coming home and watching That's Oprah. That's fair. I get that. She was very influential. I saw live on TV this woman give people cars. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I saw her live on TV interview pedophiles. Yeah. I saw Oprah do so many things. Yeah. And I just, I, I trust her. She was, she was a thing. A yeah. big thing. She is the thing. She, she <laughs> was. Where, who's, what's her name? The girl from West Side Story. Rachel Ziegler. No. Oh. 
the one Ariana oh, DeBose. <laughs> Can we talk about Rachel She did the thing. <laughs> Can we talk about Rachel Zegler for a minute, though? Sure, let's get into her. We have, like, two minutes before we have to move on. Yeah. But, like, what a train wreck of a person. A train wreck of a person that I, I do feel bad for. Do you? In a way. Yeah, I mean, like, Still? she's just... She is just... She's just a young thing. She's had it rough, too. Like, in terms of... She's had it rough... Not in the opportunities that have been given to her. No, not at all. But in that these things are just failing miserably for things outside of her own control. But what do you mean, though? Like, West Side Story was not as big as it could have been because of the Anson, uh, Ansel... Ansel Elgort? Fine, but she was praised across the board. She was praised, but I think... She won a Golden Globe. But they're... She won the Golden did Globe. Did she not win a Golden Globe for actress? I thought she did. Ariana DeBose did. I thought Rachel Zegler won Best... Uh, Double check that. Because I forgot that completely, if it's true. <laughs> I thought Nicole won that year. Oh, that might... Yeah, you might actually be right. Oh, no, she won! She did? Yes. Did she beat out Nicole? I think she did. Oh. It was a... She was... But that's the thing. That's not she had glowing reviews. She was very good in it, but yeah. the movie wasn't what it could have been. Like, it could be even... Fair more. enough, but... Then she had Shazam, okay? Yeah. Fine. Which, in theory, is like... A um, fine. It's a Marvel comic movie. movie. Yeah. It's not Marvel. It's DC. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, me. That personally offended by that comment. <laughs> you have to know the difference, yeah. smoothie, which should be like a huge thing. Yeah. But then all this stuff around Zachary Levi came yeah. out, and so that movie did not do as well as it's supposed yeah. to. Now we have this strike, and she's supposed to be Snow White, and she's upset about Snow White. And she's saying, st- but this is all her. It is stupid. She's saying that the is dumbest her. thing. It is stupid, that. but. It, also, but like, I, I just feel bad for people in this day of age, whereas like those things are on record and now everybody's repeating them yeah. and saying like, look how stupid this person, I feel bad for that. Of no. how many people are pointing at she's her and saying you're stupid. Though. She's coming from a place of entitlement. It's that she's coming from the Gen Z generation who thinks that they can say anything without repercussion. And this like, it's this hate using the term because it really does make me sound like an old man but like <laughs> the woke agenda about like but you know what i mean like when she's talking about how snow white was repressed and it's just like yo man like take a step back first of all you're trying to shit on the company who is making, making in the movie, the movie that you're in. that's their biggest proper it's Snow White, the animated film is a landmark film but she didn't write the script no, but you should not be shitting on Snow White, the animated the original, film. No. You have no business calling it like antiquated or whatever it is. You should be saying it's a rich piece of cinematic history that we just want to put our own twist on. Okay, yes, thank you. You should tell her. To yeah. Yes. I do see what you're saying with that. But I also just, I feel bad for anybody in this day and age that has to deal with press and PR. Yeah, fair and enough. Like having everything you said said back to you. And over maybe, and over again, yeah. And like, I don't think it's necessarily the situation in this specific scenario, but like things are also taken out of context all the time. All the time, yes, And like, sure. I just in general feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think she's like, she's really doing a number on herself. Mm-hmm. For someone who in West Side Story was really good, she showed so much promise. But I mean, that this podcast is not about Rachel and her dumb shit. <laughs> it's about the Oscars. We oui, we. Oui. And we are ending mm-hmm. a millennia. That's so many movies, Nadim. It's a lot of movies that we've watched, actually. I just realized. We only after we <laughs> after we talk about this week's movie. Yeah. We only have twenty four movies left. That's nothing. I, we've done so many by this yeah. point. Yeah. We're amazing. So, Mita, for our final movie of the nineties, nineties, yeah, and of this one thousand generation. Yep. What did we watch? This week, we watched the 1999 Best Picture winner, American Beauty. American Beauty. American Beauty. From a Beauty. <laughs> okay, let me give us a quick IMDb, Adissa Akaro. Please. Okay. A sexually frustrated suburban father has a midlife crisis after becoming infatuated with his daughter's best friend. Okay. <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. Also... Way more salacious than the movie really is, I'd say. This movie, I would not say it's salacious. No, it's not this. It's not no, that description. It's not, yeah, 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 yeah. 
It's it's not Lolita. It's not Lolita, which is kind of what that makes that sound so like. like. It's just like pervy dad. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's pervy yeah. creepy dad. Yeah, pervy creepy dad. Yeah. Yeah, played by pervy creepy actor creepy Kevin Spacey. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, that does sound a little bit more like risk, more like erotic thriller than we think it's going yeah, to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is the his obsession with Mina Savari is. Quite secondary to the overall to the plot. overall yeah. theme of what this. But we're getting is. ahead of ourselves. Yes. Had you seen American Beauty before? I had seen American Beauty before. Okay. Um, through I guess I think I was in either I was in high school or like after high school, yeah. but in that like seventeen to twenty one probably yeah. range, I wanted to kind of go through like what were best pictures of the time, and so American Beauty was one of yeah. them, and I watched it on my laptop in my room, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't really remember like what I felt at the time I think I just watched it and was just like okay but I do remember saying in conversations with other people and to myself because this one best picture thinking oh this is a great film (laughs) because it won best picture it has to be a great film um my lobe wasn't fully formed (laughs) yet but I I did I stood behind what the academy wants me to believe which I did a lot as a young adult um and so I I do remember like saying to people like oh it's really great but I don't even I don't think I got it at that age I don't think you can comprehend it at that age yeah yeah. And that's not saying that this is, like, highly intellectual. Yes. Nicely clarified. Yes. I'm not saying it's a highly intellectual film. I just think I was too young to really judge things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> judge things correctly. Correctly, yeah. Yeah. I saw this when it first came out, after it won the Oscar for Best Picture. So I was 14 at the time, and this was... I talked about last week the rating system in Canada, and this yeah. was rated 14A, so I was able to get in. Whoa. I didn't need an adult. I went with a friend to see it. Wait, and what friend? <laughs> I don't know why. why. I don't know why. Find His me. name is Amar. Okay. Yeah. Do, I, do you no, still talk to him? Not really. Okay. I'm going to take that out. Sorry. <laughs> so I went to see it with a friend, and I remember being like, sure, and having that same reaction to you. That I think I'm supposed to like this, so yeah. I'm going to like it, and I'm going to say it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, retrospectively, not getting it. Yeah, I was only 14. It's way beyond that. That isn't to say it's a great film, or that it's a very deep film. But at 14, you definitely don't know what the hell it's talking no, about. It's no, it's surprising clue. that it's 14A. Yeah, yeah. I will say that just yesterday. I was talking to a film person I know. Like I was having a someone who likes films. No, someone who's actually in the industry. Oh. I was talking about some of my work, and I was Love. talking to yeah. I, it was a work related call. Yes, and he had read a script that I wrote, mm-hmm. and he was trying to cross reference. I, I mentioned it, and he was just like, "Oh, I don't let me." And I I like reminded him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just looking at my notes, and I have written down better than American Beauty." And I said, oh, that's such that's so nice of you. And he said, it's not the compliment it sounds like. Oh. And proceeded to explain how he hates American Beauty. And then we bonded over how we both thought American Beauty was a bad film. <laughs> Are you okay with that comment? Yeah. Okay. Because he, he wasn't like, he, he didn't like, it wasn't trying to be insulting. He's just like, oh, wait, don't take it that way. He's just like, it's better, better than... than. There's similar themes. Yes. And I think he was just trying to say, like, this, what I wrote better expressed the themes than... Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad for you. Yeah. Um, he's always... He's been very complimentary of my work. So okay. I, but this was not a bad thing. It was okay. more like, you, you talk about these the, things better than... Ben, who wrote this? Did Sam write this? Alan Ball wrote this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So here's my thing. Let's, here's my thing with American Beauty. Yeah. American Beauty is is the definition of a pretentious film that is as shallow as a wading pool. <laughs> it feels like if whoever wrote the American Pie movies wanted to write yeah. like a dramatic film. Yeah. Yeah. This is there's a lot going on in American Beauty and I think so I watched American Beauty the first time and then I watched it a couple of times again. Because I think I wanted to, I really wanted to grasp mm-hmm. what was going on. And I, 
Over the years, I realized I wasn't grasping it. And then in this viewing, I'm like, oh, that's because there's nothing to grasp. There really isn't. There isn't. It's not as deep as it wants to be. No. It's not as profound as it wants to be. It's actually, the themes are about like suburban malaise and, and middle life crises. Yeah. And that's it. And so I literally after I watched it, I was like, what is this trying to say yeah. though? That we all need to escape suburban? Yeah. Like, like what, what is, is the, the point? The only way to es- escape the ordinary is by dying? Like, is that the message? Or that we should accept the ordinary? Spoiler alert. The main character yeah. in this, the whole He the does talk starts, about it. Start with him saying that. Saying like, that, yeah. like, you're going to see in a few months, yeah, I'm dead. I'm dead, yeah. But I didn't learn anything from his death. I didn't learn anything from the film. Yeah. And I realized that this movie was trying to be so profound. Mm -hmm. It was trying so hard to be deep. And that scene where Wes Bentley is talking about the plastic bag, (laughs) I was honestly just like, this is chair. I had to rewatch it. I had to rewatch it like three times just to be like, am I missing anything? Am I missing something? And you're like, you're talking. But he's literally just talking about a plastic plastic bag. bag that like, there's so much. And he literally says there's so much beauty in the world. It's sometimes hard to handle. And I'm just like, this is seriously who like, talks, who talks like, that? like this? Who talks like this? It's just, and it's so pretentious. It's so pretentious. This is okay. So it reminded me of something that happened in high school. There was like this this guy and a girl who were in a relationship with each other, and they used to have like pretentious write offs with one another. Mm. So like yeah, they used to write each other emails where they would talk about like how intellectual they are and how they're superior to the Ew. other one. Yeah, and the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly like, but, I won't say their names. But, but how do you know they were doing that? <laughs> oh, it got like revealed. Like oh, she really? got like, very upset and like, like showed somebody girl? that you, there was somebody who tried to do a Gossip Girl in high school, <laughs> but it, that wasn't this. Um, she, I think they got into a fight or something and she showed somebody the emails and then that person showed somebody and then, oh, you know. High school. High school. But they had like literal, they would like battle each other in their emails. And she actually probably was a lot smarter than him, yeah. I think. But he was like kind of, he was literally Wes Bentley. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And thinking he was like this really highly intellectual person who just saw the world differently than everybody else and just like got the world better. Yeah. And like understood philosophy and all this stuff. And it's like, shut They're up. They're 16. Yeah. Seven, they were probably like 16, 16 17. 17. You, you don't know, know shit. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Take a seat. But you know what the worst part, though, is that this is written by somebody who is not, not 16, 16 or something, but it feels like it is. Yeah. This is the movie I would have written in high school. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so this a conversation I had with this individual yesterday. He was really, he pointed out a few things that I couldn't like pinpoint because I was confused. He said the he said one of the biggest problems is that Annette Benning is acting in a different movie. Yes. She is the best part for me. She is <laughs> both the best and the worst. Worst. I she needs to there needs to be a different movie. It's, she's her. in yeah. she's in a different film. And I was just like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because she's meant to be, I think, be neurotic, mm-hmm. but she's coming off like unhinged. Yeah. And then he he pointed out, he was just like, and that's not anyone else's fault but Sam Mendes. Mendes, who is helming this entire yeah. film yeah. and because her performance is so off key from kevin spacey's who is excellent in this you can't take it away yeah. from him but she is just like in another world like i truly not just like crazy it's just, she's in a different film i very much enjoy where she is yeah <laughs> like i want to see more of yeah. that and like what does that like also does she not know how to vacuum no. <laughs> well, I don't think... Does Annette vacuum? Yeah, I don't know. She Probably not. Them. You would think that they would say, hey, Annette. Hey, Annette. <laughs> like, Straight lines. <laughs> like, what are you doing yeah. right now? But I think there is something to say about, like, the suburban woman who wants to project a specific yeah. image and sort of this, like, downfall that she goes into. I would like to explore that. This is just so surface level and, like, there isn't any real depth yeah. to it. But I... I See, what that person's saying is that she is, like, completely outside of everybody else. Yeah. But I actually really liked what she was doing. I found her to be the funniest. Yeah. Out of all of them, I laughed at her the most. And she did win an Oscar. 
No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> this is the year she should have. Yeah, who won? Hillary Swank for Boys Don't Cry. Oh, Hillary Swank. And this is the problem. This is the lore with Annette Bening is that she always loses to Hillary Swank. (laughs) She also (laughs) lost. Yes, to when she won for Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. This. So the thing is, I watched this around the time I watched Saving Private Ryan. Yes. And so I I was watching these two films, these two illustrious, well reputed films. Mm And having a hard time justifying why they're so well-received. And this one specifically, again, that list I I shared a few weeks ago about that person on Instagram sharing films, this was like number 12 or something, right? Like it was quite high on the list. And I was like, is that only there because it's supposed to be? Because if you want to talk about movies that talk, you know, that are talking about suburban malaise, even Sam Mendes' own Revolutionary Road is a more interesting film Mm -hmm. than this. It has better source material than American Beauty does. I just, I could not, the film bro-ness about it. And then I was trying to understand why, why do people latch on to this? I think there is like an aesthetic to it that is like really intriguing. So... Yes. Here's what I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> this is a, this is a movie about a lot of things, but where one of the major plot points is about a grown man lusting after a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. And we never talk about that. Of, like, the, how wrong it is? Yeah, and forget that it's Kevin Spacey playing this role. Yeah. We can remove... We don't have to talk about his personal life in yeah. this. But the fact that it is a grown man lusting after and wanting to sleep with and fantasizing about an underage girl, mm-hmm. even if she's played by an overage Mina Suvari, it's a hard thing to kind of... Because it's, it's, it's played for laughs. It's played for sex. It's meant to be sexy. You're it's meant, meant to, to root for him to, to be to able to be sleep, able to with, sleep with her. Yeah. Which, it's just and it's meant calm. to be arousing. Like yeah. it's meant to. So it made it, that was. This is where I'm like, is this why bros Bro like, like this? it? Yes, that is why men were because I I don't want to generalize men, but I think that there are a lot that do fantasize about younger women. But here's my thing: I don't necessarily even think it's incorrect to have to talk about this in a film. The idea of the, the fantasy. idea, the fantasy, what it is and yeah. what it is, it's or that that it exists or that, you know. But it does need to be approached responsibly. Right? And I don't think I think that's the problem. She's meant to be a sex symbol in this. Mm-hmm. We forget that that's, she's that's 16. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're the fine. joke should be that you are a grown 40-year-old man, man lusting yeah. after a 16-year-old girl and that's it's it's played for laughs, it's played for eroticism mm-hmm. that I know it's Christina Hendricks on the poster cover, but that's meant to be a 16-year-old girl's navel. For those of you that didn't know. Yeah, it's Christina Hendricks' body. But And this is what I mean is that it's... Are we just, like, glossing over this? And I don't even think it's a problem necessarily that he is doing this in the film, but, like, are we just not going to address that at all? I think people today are not talking about American Beauty because of Kevin Spacey. I think people are just Fair like enough. shutting that aside. So I think if he hadn't had, if everything about him hadn't come to light yeah. in recent times, like maybe we would be relooking at it and thinking like, hey, this isn't right. Yeah. Like, because there are like quite a few movies that I see being replayed on TikTok and like this would typically be one but I think it's the Kevin Spacey factor that people who just ignore it and put it to the side but you're right like it's it's wrong that he is fantasizing over this young girl and we as an audience are meant to be cheering him on. Or meant to be titillated by it. Yes, and meant to want the experience to actually happen. Yeah, Yeah. or or meant to... And that's the other thing I had a problem with is that I I think I get Lester's crisis and his, like, what he's going through, but he's a dick. Yeah, and then we're also meant to feel that he is a hero because he finds out that she is a virgin and he decides not to sleep with her. Yeah. And it's just like, that's, but that's not, so if she was a slut, it would be fine. fine. Yeah. That, because the movie is saying if she had had if sex she, before, a, he would have slept with her. Yeah. She that her him. age was not, her was age wasn't the factor. issue. It wasn't yeah. a factor. It was the fact that she was unplucked mm-hmm. and suddenly like, oh, she's a virgin. Let her have her, let her let have her a proper her. moment. Yeah. 
But you weren't creepy you, before? You weren't creepy but, before? It yeah. wasn't a problem before? This know. is wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just... It, it's, it's confusing as a film. And also... The kind of obvious overtones about, like, Chris Cooper and his, like... Yes, the insinuation that anybody who is of that mindset... Is a latent homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of just, like, really, I don't think I mean, I do believe that. I do think there are a lot of people... I think a lot of people, yeah, but not all of them. But not all of them don't make that generalization. It also doesn't really play well into the story itself. Like, I think there's more fear for Wes Bentley's character if he is really just this, like dictatorial like yeah. father yeah. as opposed to like oh he's repressing his homosexuality yeah and that's what he's afraid, afraid of. of he's afraid of being outed essentially yeah. or he's or, afraid that his son is going to become yeah. what he fears most or at least if you do that you're not playing it out very well no no did you know that even thora birch was underage when she shot her topless scene I, I and her did. parents consented to that yeah which is fascinating crazy yeah Watching this though, I was like, "What a throwback to Mina Suvari and, and Thora, Thora Birch, like two people who had yeah. you, like they were huge, they were huge at the time." Yeah, yeah. and like, where are they? Yeah, now? even Wes Bentley. He's um in what's that show? That Kevin Costner show? Oh, Yellowknife. Yellowstone. Yes. Yes, he's in Yellowstone. Yes, okay. and he was in the Hunger Games. Oh, he was in the Hunger Games. Yeah. That I didn't know, but yeah, Mina Suvari and Thora Birch. Yeah. Whatever yeah, happened gonna, to them? Well, Thora Birch, I feel like I saw... Do you remember when there was a, like, pregnancy pact between teens? There was this, like, There one, was a movie, right? Yes. Yeah, she, oh. I think she's the teacher in the movie oh, okay. who discovers the pregnancy okay. pact. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And the, But Mina Savari was, like, she had this American Pie. She had Loser. Like, she yeah, was yeah. a big deal yeah, in yeah. the teen world. I don't know where she went. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, what happens when you're a big deal in the teen world. That's true. Yeah. She wasn't a very good actress. <laughs> no. Neither was Thora Birch, but Thora Birch was a little bit better. Yeah. I like Thora Birch in Ghost World. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This movie just felt like it was... It it's all, a time and a place. <clears throat> it is a time and a place, right? Because the other thing I will say is that this feels like the beginning of that indie style movie that's about angst mm. and existential and like all of that. That garden state and... That style of like Alexander Payne. These are all different movies and people, yeah. but they're all kind of the same. In at that the same, same like realm. Yeah. Yeah. But also, a shout out to Thomas Newman and his score. Okay. Yes, because that's my first thing I wrote down. I was yeah. Like, this score kills. It kills. So good. It defined an era because it. There were so many people who tried to replicate that afterwards, yeah. including your girl Aaron Brockovich, but. Thomas Newman did the Aaron Brockovich score. Yes, but this is the inception of <laughs> okay. it. Like, he's, he did it himself, yeah. but, like, he even tried to replicate it himself. Himself and another, yeah. yeah. But it they didn't. sound very similar. They do sound very similar. Yeah. And there, a lot of people tried to do this, but the score is... It works. Is, and it is what it is. That's what I yeah. meant in terms of, like, the aestheticness yeah. of it. Is like, that... The setting of this, like, nice suburban area yeah. with this, like, do, 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 boom, boom. Like, yeah. it's it's... I was like sucked into that. Yeah. I because I heard it and I was just like, oh, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm like ready for it. But then I was watching it and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want this. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Because it's kind of an accumulation of like, just like Titanic was all the perfect things coming together. This is like all the wrong things coming together. Yeah, and it, but it's still made up of some strong things. Like Kevin Spacey is is very good. Yes. You can't take it away. Regardless of what kind of person he is, bad people do good things. This is, he won an Oscar for a reason. It is a great performance. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy Annette in it, though. I like I think she's okay, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I think, I, I, I agree with that comment that was made that it, she's in the she's wrong in movie. movie. She's in a different movie. But I think it's a, it's a good performance. Mm -hmm. I think there's a time where you felt like the roses were like oh how clever and how but now you watch it and you're, you're like, like oh this is this so is obvious yeah. yeah this is so it's so <laughs> oh, it's cheesy a perfect rose. yeah it's a perfect rose yeah. in suburbia it just is so cheesy and so obvious mm -hmm. that and it's not saying anything interesting as a film no it like it's not saying anything new or interesting or just what hasn't been said in your average like like lifetime movie sometimes like it's how just would not... you even but watching it though i was like how do you even fix this like how do you make a more in-depth view into like what suburbia is like i don't think you make it so obvious 
I think I think suburbia. You can't dissect suburbia and say suburbia sucks mm-hmm. because it's not about suburbia itself being like a sinkhole. It's about it's about what leads you there. It's about why you want to get out. It, it's about the other things. Mm-hmm. Yes, suburbia is kind of like you're meant to live there and live in this per- picture perfect life. And if you don't fit into that mold, then you feel outside of it. And <laughs> the idea I think the movie is trying to say is that. You don't need to be picture perfect to be happy, which is why if you're just a plastic bag in the air, there's so much. <laughs> you figured it out. There's so much more beauty in the, in the world, world other than what's manufactured. There's so much natural like beauty in there, but that's that's all. It's like it's a really high school a thesis. Piss, piss poor version. Right? Yeah, it's a piss. It's like yeah. of course there is. Like no one's saying it's. You're not saying anything profound here. That's no. just like just because. And I think the other the other thing is that, like, there are really lovely things about suburbia, too. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of community. There's a sense of security. There's a, you know, there. And I don't think people necessarily anymore live in suburbia because it's the picture-perfect thing to do. It's because it's the affordable thing to do is also where yeah. we've moved. I think that's the other thing is that life has evolved. It's a very economic choice for people to move to the suburbs because you can actually afford to have to have, things. to have those things for your, you know, your your life. And yeah. it's not about looking good as much as it is being able to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. So maybe the movie doesn't stick anymore either. But also, have you ever, you've seen Revolutionary Road. Yes. That's a movie that is actually like two people feuding about the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. That feels more palpable. Mm-hmm. It feels more like urgent. Yes. But also better. I guess, it's also Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes just doesn't seem to be happy living in the suburbs. No. So, I wonder if that tells us about him and Kate. I think that says like, a lot about him. like him. Yeah. The fact that he has two movies about hating the suburbs. suburbs? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just bland. Were they married when he did Revolutionary Road? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, and they divorced shortly, shortly after, after. Yeah, because mm. she's in love with Leo. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gay. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, he is. You didn't know that? Is that like a thing recently? Leo or Sam? Who are you talking about? Leo. Oh, I thought you were talking Sam Mendes. No, is gay. Leo. Is gay. <laughs> okay. No, I told you that Leo was gay. Yeah, yeah. but that's probably like... shouldn't put that on a podcast. <laughs> Leo was reading, listening to our podcast. By all means, contact us, Leo. Leo, invite us on your yacht. Yeah. Do you have a sequel prequel ideas? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just... There's nothing here that was really inspiring Yeah. To. Usually with the bad things, I can pick out something. that yeah. I'm like, I want to see more of that. Maybe if I'm going to think of anything, maybe I'd like more Peter Gallagher. <laughs> sure. And his eyebrows. Buddy Kane. Buddy Kane. Buddy Kane. Let's see, you know, where Buddy Kane, how is his, what happens after what that happens? drive-through yeah, incident? exactly. Yeah, like, does he get back with his wife? Like, yeah. what, what happens with, no, I don't even care. Yeah. There's just so much here not to grasp onto. Yeah. Which is really sad. <laughs> yeah, because it's not a, it's not altogether a forgettable film. I think it's memorable, though, for us now, because it's not great. But it's not bad. It's just... It's not even there. It's just, I think it did have a moment in terms of like pop culture. I think that's culture. what it is. And it was a pop culture moment. And the, her like opening her blouse. Yeah. And, and, the and all the roses. Out. Yeah. That's like, that's something people remember. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what is that even saying? Can you, can anybody who's seen that scene and remembers it tell yeah. me what is the purpose of that? And that's the thing. I think the, the problem is, is that the movie also tries to, there's mixed messaging Something is some things are meant to be metaphorical and some things are just meant to be cool. Yeah. And so, you know, and the roses being constantly around Mina Savari's character and associated with her, it's a confusing confusing metaphor. Because are you trying to say that the roses are masking the perfection of the roses are trying to mask her? Because mm. they're always over her body, over her breasts and her, her privates, or you know, are they meant to Add beauty, like what? What are you? What saying? are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, because outside of his fantasies, the roses are meant to represent something else. There's a lot of mixed. Ma- when you really, I think the problem with American Beauty is it's trying to be deep. It's very shallow, and when you try to dig deep, you're not finding anything. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the flaws. 
Did you know this is produced by Steven Spielberg? Yes, I did. Did you know that he read the script? And said, we're going to not touch it. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's, <laughs> but also, Steven has produced some duds. Some duds, yeah. I Directed feel some like of them himself. all these white men think they're so deep. Yeah. But they ain't. Okay, before we get to ratings, yeah. let's just take a quick look at what else was nominated. Yeah. Because for something that we clearly didn't like, I think it's important <laughs> that we... See what the other options were. Mm-hmm. So we have The Cider House Rules. Have okay. you seen that? No. No? I haven't either. Okay. The Green Mile? No. No, I haven't either. <laughs> the Insider? No. I've seen The Insider. <laughs> and The Sixth Sense. Yes. Yes. Of course we've seen The Sixth Sense. Okay. Okay. Thoughts? This is really weird to me because in the bro, bro film, bro, film bro, blah, 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 in the film bro world. Yeah. People always talk about how 1999 is like one of the better years for film. Do they? Yeah. I've seen it on Reddit. I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on Twitter. And I'm trying at the top of my head to remember like what they're referring to. But people talk about 99 specifically Specifically? being one of the better years of film. Looking at that list, that's not very reflective of what I would think is like considered. Like if anything... I feel like 95 is like a really strong year. Way back. Throwback. Hold on. Let's take a look at 99. So if I'm just looking at the highest grossing, mm-hmm. we have Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Film Bros. Yeah. Sixth Sense. Yep. Toy Story 2. Which, yep. fine. Yep. We do mm-hmm. have The Matrix. Yep. Tarzan. Yeah. The Mummy. Yeah. Notting Hill. Uh-huh. The World Is Not Enough. Yep. American Beauty. And then Austin Powers. The Spy Who Shagged Me. Uh-huh. Those are... Uh, I'm okay. Standout though is the Matrix. The like, Matrix that was huge. Fine. Yeah, I get it. Also, I guess it was the Star Wars prequel. Ten like... things I hate about you. <laughs> yes, there was a Star Wars prequel as well. But which still, is a big deal. The, there's there's a the Matrix every year, like d- after this one. But no, not not. I mean that there's a oh, like, there's a, a movie influential in Ashka, Yeah, in that sense, there's not. It's yeah. There's there's some good ones. Toy Story two is. Excellent. I don't know. Notting Hill. But you have 10 Things I Hate About You in terms of like teen movies. Yeah. Analyze This, which I've never seen, but people say is good. Any Given Sunday, Anywhere But Here. Uh, Baby Geniuses, which was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. That's huge. Bicentennial Man. Yeah. No, these are Big Daddy. Big Daddy is legit. I think it holds up. You have yeah. Blair Witch that came out. Yeah. Uh, Bowfinger, Boys Don't Cry. Sure. But look, I'm a cheerleader. But there are good movies every year. There's yes. good movies, there's bad movies, there's average movies. It, this is not like anything exceptional. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cruel Intentions. Sure. Yeah. But again, <laughs> but I'm not like blown away by anything this year. I've just seen it being discussed. I've never really like paid attention to the conversations. Yeah. But people say like 99 is one of the strongest years. Strongest year. That list to me is not reflective because... Three out of them, I have, wait. Two out of them. We haven't seen Cider House Rules with Green Mile. Oh, you haven't seen I've The Insider. Seen I've seen The Insider, yeah. What is The Insider? It's a movie about, uh, I've seen, it was a long time ago, but I think it's about tobacco. <laughs> like, an, there's like a tobacco conspiracy. Okay. It's like based on a true story. From what I remember, it was good. Yeah. But also, from what I remember. Is The Green Mile good? Because I feel like that's also another one that's just like cheesy. I think The Green Mile is... Happy to be here on this okay. list. More so than The Sixth Sense. Really? Yeah. I, I do s- remember The Sixth Sense just... Uh, the twist. That twist was everything. Yeah. And... It was bodyguard level. The, the movie itself is actually very good. Mm-hmm. And the twist really changes that perspective. And M. Night became... A huge. Thing, huge. It was a huge movie moment. Yeah. It's weird though because when I look at this list, American Beauty is the only one that makes sense. Fence within them, which is like so strange because it's a too, very right? weak film. Mm-hmm. Like, but the Sixth the Sense t- is not winning Best Picture. But do you think like it is reflective of what the time was, and maybe in '99, like audience audiences were surface level, or not even audiences, but like the Academy was surface level. Maybe. I wonder what the campaign for that was It's so was like. interesting that you say that 99, or that people feel that 99 is the strongest, because when I look at this, I think, like, what a weak year. Yeah. Does not seem... Yeah. And There's good movies in there, but they're not, like, best picture. Yeah, they're not best no. picture. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure film bros think The Matrix should win best picture, but, like... And I think there's a world where it should. 
But yeah, just a just an overall. It's, weird. Uh, it's a weird year. Womp womp. Womp womp. Samantha. Yeah. Given how much you love this. <laughs> oh, I'm. You're gonna, gonna go first. first. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I I definitely walked away from this expecting to understand it more, mm-hmm. and then realizing there wasn't much to understand. That I did get it maybe when I was fourteen, and I didn't really. That's okay. That's a lie. I probably didn't. I still didn't understand it when I was fourteen, and over the years, I kind of picked up on it. Now, nearing my forties, I completely get this. It's just not that good. Yeah. It's not saying any much. It's not saying anything interesting, and it's not saying it in an interesting way. I think it's a pretty average, below average film that is constructed with strong parts. Kevin Spacey, Annette Bening, the score, very. That score is very memorable. Mm-hmm. Don't discount a strong score. And the, the, how it makes you feel. There are some moments of... The ending is shocking. Like, it still feels like the... It, it, you, you don't necessarily expect that. It feels like it lands somewhere as a film. But I, I just... The pretension is so hard to get away from. Yeah. And Wes Bentley is really hard to like in this. Because he just says some of the most ridiculous... ridiculous outlandish, just like it sounds like a high school student trying to be smart. Yeah. And he's meant to be enlightened and he's meant to be like the free thinker and he just sounds ridiculous. And the, 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 again, the, the fact that a grown man is lusting after a 16 year old and we never really address that and how, how it's played for eroticism and it's played for laughs, but never actually addressed as just like, Hey, if, a grown, if I as a 40 year old man was left looking out for a 16 year old and I was dreaming about her and masturbating to her, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. So, why was it never? 99 is not that long ago. Why was it? Why did it win an Academy Award for Best Picture? Well, I think we know why. <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm saying is that it really makes you deconstruct that notion of who voted for these films yeah. and who made them popular and what film, who makes film criticism what it is. It's, it feels like a very select few people because this is not one of the best movies ever made. This is not, in my opinion, even one of the best movies from this decade. Yeah. So I think there are other things that are more memorable, more relevant, more interesting. I don't know... If I'll ever watch this again. Mm. I don't. The same way when we were t- said Titanic, I was just like, I look forward to showing my kids this. They can watch this if they yeah. want. When they're older, I'm not going to push it on to them. That's that. Yeah. I'm landing on two stars. Okay. Because I I do think Kevin Spacey is very good. The score is the score. Yeah. And there are elements that are interesting. But I just think the overall movie is just, it's a miss. There you go. When I first watched this, I just was like, yep, it's great. (laughs) Because that's what I thought I was meant to believe. I didn't know how to think on my own. And so for this viewing, I did really want to take the time to like kind of understand what is it that I'm watching. I went back to kind of see some things like, okay, like what is the concept that I'm supposed to be grasping on here? But I couldn't figure it out like it's really it's and i think it's just because it is poorly made like it's not it's not because i'm stupid (laughs) it's not because it's not meant for me i think this really just is not well balanced and it doesn't play out the way it's supposed to be i can see the reasons for attraction though i think one is is the actual storyline of a 40-year-old man lusting after a 16-year-old girl. Because I think there is a whole audience out there that wants that same thing. And this movie Mm -hmm. is showing them that, like, it's normal. It's not, you know, that it could happen for you. I think people are grasping onto that idea. And I think that's perverted and gross. Um, But I'm not surprised that people weren't talking about that concept in 1999. I think that that was probably just like, oh, whatever, people were laissez-faire about it. I do think there are aspects in terms of, like, the aesthetic of the film that people did grasp onto as well. Like, visually, it is a very interesting movie. Oh, yeah. The roses itself, like, while I think people were latching onto that surface level aspect of it, of like, oh, wow, like, what is this artsy film I'm seeing with these roses? Like, and I think audiences probably felt like they are smarter than other people when watching that. And they think like, oh, I get this. 
they're probably thinking like, I'm smart. I'm getting this like artsy film. Yeah. I get the roses, but yeah. I don't think they're actually thinking about the concept itself and like why is it even in there. Yeah. The score itself, though, like it is a. It, I've fallen asleep to the American yeah. <laughs> yeah. score many a time yeah. because it is so good, and I think that is probably something people latch onto yeah. too because. Good music can make you feel it's a certain way. Yeah. When I first popped it in and I heard the noises, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm excited to watch yeah. this. I was really excited to watch it and to maybe see, like, was there something that I could learn? Yeah. Or can I actually understand why this one? Because I think the lore so far in the last like 10, 15 years yeah. is that this really shouldn't be a Best Picture yeah. winner. Um, and I have to confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> like, this just doesn't makes sense to me like we come off of something like titanic where all the elements worked together and even something like shakespeare in love which is like a bit more whimsical and witty like it still all works but this is meant to be like more it's it's a drama with dark comedy but it's just not it it doesn't flow it doesn't flow it's not working and so i too am at a two stars Mm -hmm. one of my stars is for annette and then the other star is for the score (laughs) and that's that's where I land. I didn't answer this question, but I don't necessarily think this deserves best picture, but I also don't know what else I would have voted for. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I really, I look at this list and I'm like, maybe I would have voted for, like, an out of ballot and voted for The Matrix. Maybe. Yeah. So that is, Mita, the last movie of the 90s and the 1000s. Yeah. Before we move on to our game, though. Mm. We did this for the 80s. Yes. So we're going to do it now. Rank all 10 movies yeah. from the 90s. Okay. We'll start at the bottom and move our way up. Yeah. We'll just alternate 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Gotcha. At 10, I have Unforgiven. At 10, I have Unforgiven. Just, I forgot it was something we watched. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> at 9, I have Braveheart. Okay. At 9, mm-hmm. I have Dances with Wolves. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. At 8, I have Braveheart. At eight, I have Dances with Wolves. Okay. Yeah. Shocking. (laughs) Nine. Oh, seven. Oh, yeah. At seven, I have American Beauty. Me as well. Oh, look at us. This might be the exact same list. (laughs) At six, I have Forest. Okay. At six, I have Schindler's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. At five, I have The English Patient. Okay. At five, I have Schindler. Okay. Okay. At four, I have English Patient. Okay. At four, I have... Oh, shoot. I messed up my list. Four Scum. Four Scum. Yeah. Three. Three. At three, I have Shakespeare in Love. I have Shakespeare in Love as well. I think we're the same going okay. out. Two is Titanic. Two is Titanic. Then Mito was number one. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that was given for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I figured for you too. Yeah. That is... Bella. Yeah. And yeah. then what we'll do... Yes. As we move... Out of, as we only have twenty four films left. Yeah, just kind of crazy. We've come a long way. Almost seventy films. Whoa, over seventy films. Kind of crazy. I think we picked the number one from the decade, and then we compare them all, and then wait the number one from every decade. Every oh okay oh and then we do like a bracket thing, and then we rank them. You know okay from the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, and then we rank those. And then you will find your number one Best Picture winner. That's wild. (laughs) But there's time for that. Okay. I'm going to game you. Yeah. Last week, you had me connect the full Monty Mm -hmm. to... Sliding doors. Sliding doors. Yeah. With Gwenny and her goop. Gwenny. Gwenny goop. Gwenny goop. Yeah. Gwenny goop. I'd like you to connect to Gwenny Goop yeah. in Sliding Doors yes. to Best Picture nominee, Okay. The Sixth Sense. Oh. Okay. And There is a way to do it? Yeah, I'm sure there is. Your timer starts now. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow and Bruce Willis or Haley Joel Osment. Gwyneth Paltrow and Bruce Willis. What is Bruce even... What's Bruce up to these days? <laughs> Just stop me to myself. He's not doing well. He's not doing well. No. <laughs> I apologize, Bruce. I hope you feel better. Um, okay, Gwen Paltrow is in 
A movie with David Schwimmer. I know that she is. I just can't think what that movie is. And that's going to bug me. So I'll move on. Gwyneth Paltrow. 40 seconds. Oh, no. I'm getting... Oh, no. Gwyneth Paltrow, your career is so weird. I'm trying not to use Marvel. (laughs) Just to be nice to you. Oh, here's something. Gwyneth Paltrow was engaged to Brad Pitt. Okay? Sure, Brad Pitt was in Ocean's 12 with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is in The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Very nice. I did it. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow is in Seven with Kevin Spacey. Oh my God, with Brad Pitt too. With Brad Pitt as well. (laughs) Yeah. They were engaged, so that works. Yeah. But they were in Seven with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Who was in Pay It Forward with Haley Joel Osment. Who is in The Sixth Sense. And he saw it in a few movies. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Meet the... Yeah. What do we want? What is our first movie of the 2000s? Crazy. Crazy. Wild. We are watching Gladiator. Have you ever seen Glads? No. Never? No. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) You know how we feel about Tony. Anyways, we'll talk about it next week? Yeah. That's uh, all for next week. But before then, Mitha, do you have any parting words for us? I do. You are a total prostitute. <laughs> I don't think that's what I wanted, but we'll stick with it. Okay, I'll do another one. No, 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 no. It's good. No, no, I like, pick, I like it. You sure? Yes. I don't need to pick one. You pick I one. I want to look good naked. Okay, sure. Okay. No, just, I like. You like? Yeah. You are a total prostitute. Yeah, I know you yeah. like that. We'll, we'll stick Sorry, to it. Sorry, I really like it's that good. one. It's <laughs> good. I think it'll be great for SEO. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for one of two Russell Crowe movies (laughs) in Gladiator. Yep. Have a lovely week. Sparta. No. No? Oh. That's 300. (laughs) Oh. It's okay. Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our letterbox at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell Kevin Bacon. <laughs>